0: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And Sniper episode number 230, Video Games Hot Dog. <laughs> 200, Jesus. <laughs> 300, and, okay. It's 234. Uh, Kevin and I are at, uh, in Austin for South by Southwest, and everyone's all remote, and we're having a bunch of technical difficulties. So, this is probably going to be a real short show and a real shit show. A real, show, sh- yeah. <laughs> and a real shirt show. A real I think short show. We're also shit. in a big,
1: echoey room that probably has just shitty acoustics. Yeah, we
0: are at a real shirt of a room. Uh, guys, South by Southwest is, uh, mostly we're working during the day and then going to movies at night. And then also we've done six room escapes. (laughs) (laughs) Do they have brands there? There are a lot of brands. Brands out the ass. And boy, if you like going to seminars about how the blockchain can help (laughs) rebrand your brand, then you are in the right place. If you are here, buddy, Jim, you're really missing out. So, Tell me about the blockchain, Zach. I don't know anything about the blockchain except that it, when it was described to me uh, in terms of how Bitcoin worked like five or six years ago, I said, it seems like that's eventually going to become really unsustainable and transactions aren't going to work anymore. And they said, no, computers will get faster, faster than that happens.
2: Well, turns out <laughs> that, that was myself. bullshit. I see. That yeah. sounds...
0: That sounds pretty reasonable. Damien was saying yesterday, Damien, uh, to whom this podcast is owed, by the way, because he had uh, he had a cable that Kevin forgot to bring. Yep. Kevin, what's the matter with you?
1: I'm I'm just old. Get your shit together, Kevin. I, I'm surprised that we didn't keep a copy of the cable with this device. Honestly, a copy of the cable. Yeah. Like a you wouldn't copy a cable, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if I needed to send a cable to two people?
0: That's true. I guess. Yeah. I mean in a way all cables are copied. Stop. Copying cables. Stop. <laughs> uh, it must have been hard to communicate the word stop. If like if you were if you were sending a telegram to someone who had asked you, Hey, what are the lyrics to <laughs> Down with Disease by Fish when you got to the part that was stop, 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 stop you would know, you know you'd have Try, to put weird... twice as
2: many yeah
0: yeah, yeah i guess <laughs> to indicate that it was staccato have have you been riff
2: i've been all right uh nothing no, no special news going on we we've 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 our uh, tabletop rpg campaign that we've been playing has uh, come to a pause and we're going to start something else that i don't know what it is really
0: is it being kept from you, or no? It's
2: just that it's the first time I've ever played it, so I I neither can uh, can produce the name of it off of the top of my head, and also don't really have any experience with the system. the The world is, pr- as presented in the rule book is sort of like if you imagine a Dungeons and Dragons type fantasy world, but then advanced the time and technology by about three or four thousand years. So it's like future, but it's the future of a world that has orcs and magic.
0: Oh, so it's like bright.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, except uh, sort of like it's still it's still like I don't know. It's it's in that weird sort of Warhammer technology where it's like there are. Robots with legs that you can ride around in, but they're rusty and shitty and only work because of magic. And I don't, I don't think they are, there are things like smartphones. So if there were, it would only work because of magic. Yeah. It it doesn't have, it's like that nebulous sort of future fantasy level of technology. But however, I, I think that we are not actually using that campaign setting. We're just using the rules. For a completely different setting that the that our GM is is making up, so it's anybody's guess what that game is going to be.
1: And in fact, listeners, you should send in your guesses to.
3: Yes, our next go
2: episode. right ahead. Yes, S- send, send, in, about, I, send in send in your email and, that we
0: want. and
3: we'll read them after the podcast is over.
0: <laughs> yes, I know that this isn't what you meant, but I pictured it, and now I can't stop picturing it when you said a robot leg that you could ride around in. Yeah. Oh. I imagined you were like the equivalent of RoboCop's gun and there was <laughs> oh, just like a robot running that around.
2: That would be all, rad.
0: <laughs> minding its own business and you get inside its leg and that like th- your only way of giving it feedback is give it a Charlie horse whenever you want it to <laughs> slow down. Stop it from in the like, inside. Like, y- yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, also what? you're a gun. <laughs> it's it's just a campaign setting <laughs> where you play as RoboCop's gun.
2: Ah, uh, I'm into that. That'd be good.
0: What have you been up to, Jim?
3: Uh, I found while while I was looking around while while you were trying to get your microphone working before we started the podcast, I was looking around on my messy desk and I found this fidget spinner that lights up. It's got little flashing lights Ooh. on it that I got at Indiecade. It was just a someone. It's it's branded with some logo I don't recognize, and they were giving it away. So I've been playing with that. So like. If fidget spinner noises show up on the podcast, you know whose fault it is.
2: <laughs> I'm jealous. Mine only has Jeff Gersman on it. That's,
0: I, I would I would trade. <laughs> is that a thing? Do kids trade fidget spinners? Do kids care about fidget oh, spinners? I don't know. Like or have fidget spinners gone the way of gone the way of old David S. Pumpkins? Well,
1: certainly you never
3: hear oh, people talking about David them anymore. S.
2: Pumpkins.
1: I miss I miss David Pumpkins.
2: He's a good dude. <laughs> Salute. Yeah. Did he die? Is that what happened?
0: Yeah, that, his, that, that was his final act of scaring the hell out of us. <laughs>
1: yep. And then at the funeral service, people asked if they had any questions. That's all we had was questions.
0: <laughs> uh, Kevin and I did a bunch of room escapes. Yeah. And they were great.
1: We've seen I mean, several movies. We've seen a bunch of comedy.
2: Are these like live room escapes or the in the box type ones?
0: Live, they're live ones. Yeah. Like, nice. and they're not part of the festival. Like, there are just a bunch of them in Austin that we know hmm. about because friend of the show, David Bass, lives here and has done all the show, all the escape rooms here. Also,
1: super strange coincidence at the first room escape oh, that we yeah. went to. So
0: we were because we did three room escapes at the same company twice. Uh, we had a lot of time to sit around and sort of shoot the shit with the people that worked there and there was there was a there was a guy working at the at one of them that was a big KOL fan which that happens every great once in a while still but the guy who owns that room escape company is the guy that made the web game Utopia and Earth 2025 that were like sort of direct like the things that made me realize, oh wait, I could make video games using the skills that I have. And I remember at the time thinking Earth twenty twenty five kind of reminded me of Baron Realm's Elite. And then looking up this guy, he also wrote Baron Realm's Elite. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and he's younger than me. And I played Baron Realm's Elite when I was like sixteen. I think <laughs> so. I he must have released that game when he was fourteen or fifteen years old, which is crazy. Um. That's cool. He does not make or play video games anymore. Uh, he just has a room escape company in Austin, <laughs> which
1: he wasn't even there. So who knows what other kind of crazy ventures he's yeah off doing? I don't know. He
0: uh, they sold. I forget who they sold it to, but I, I know that the company that spun up to run Utopian Earth twenty twenty five got acquired by someone in two thousand eight, and he hadn't been a part of it for a really long time. That's ten years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, that was that was weird that just like some sort of running into the person that made a BBS door game. Like there were like, if you look at the Wikipedia list of BBS door games, there are like nine games on it. Like (laughs) it was not a large space. Um, Apparently Baron realms elite was, and this actually maybe makes more sense as something that a child could do. It was based on, a different code base for a different door game that the guy's older brother had made. Oh. So it's oh, wow. possible that Baron Realm's Elite was just him, like kind of reskinning. His instead of game. like going in with a hex editor and changing all of the characters' names to sex and fart jokes, <laughs> uh, he he changed the setting and theme of the war game.
3: Oh, sexy Baron Realm's Elite.
0: <laughs> yep. I think it was sexy Solar Realms. Elite. Okay, boner boner Realms Elite. <laughs> there you go, boner Realms Eternal. Uh, it sure you know do. there aren't realms in it. <laughs> that's maybe there are. That's realms. disappointing. I mean, if you okay, so are there realms in a game of Civilization? Sure, sure. yeah. Huh. Especially
3: because like Civilization at least the first one, I never played any of the others, has that fog of war, so your the the feeling of exploration is pretty strong early on.
1: If they just gave you the end game map fully explored or like if you played with a world map.
0: Does does Earth have realms?
3: Uh yeah, like in Civilization at least it does.
0: No, no, no. Does the world? Does the planet? That, yeah, the, the yeah, world yeah
3: Yes, the, it has realms. Like, would you consider America to be a yeah, realm? Yeah, you could go into a cave and fight a bat, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and
2: okay. then
0: get so arrested. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what uh, that's what qualifies something as a well, realm is a cave with a bat. So,
3: in it. So, so like in civilization, it. I, I when I think of, um, when I think of like early civilization is like you're you're exploring a space. And the shape of the land matters because you can't cross oceans. Like you can cross, you can build a simple boat and cross like a, a one block river and get to the other side of that. And that's meaningful. Um, but you can't cross like the, the Atlantic ocean without a better boat and a trireme as I recall. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, and like, if you're, if you start in England, which is an Island country, Um, you're kind of stuck there until you like it, it, the shape of the land matters a lot in civilization. And that's, that's, um, that's the criterion that I think of when I think, when I try to codify what I mean by realms. seems like a good code.
0: I've been working on it. Uh, the room escape games that we did here, the room escapes were very, very good. Uh, there's uh, the 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 one that uh, Mahul Patel, the Baron Realm's elite guy, runs is called Lockout Austin, and those were those were neat. They were they were two thirds of the way up the production values ladder, I think, from from a from a low budget IKEA one to a to a palace games style extravaganza um, and uh, escape. Game Austin, what? Uh, fuck. Yeah, I think so. It's a. Uh, that was where we did the other, uh, the other three, and they were three quarters of the way up that ladder. Um, they have we, a really, they have the a really awesome one. Room. Gold, gold rush, yeah. mine and cabin. Yep, that was a, that was a cool space. Got to crawl through some shafts. There were. I could dig it. The, the shape of the space mattered. So I guess it was a round. Yeah, there you go.
3: I wouldn't crawl through any shafts. So that sounds like really claustrophobic. That
0: was good riff that you that you can dig it. Yep.
1: <laughs> there was a, there was one called the playground, which was had a, a really high production value to it.
0: Uh, it was cool. It was kind of like your uh, fourth grade class. That was the theme of it. Yep. And you had to finish all your assignments so that you could make it to the kickball tournament that starts in an hour. Yep. Oh, that's really good.
1: <laughs> it is. It's. It was. It was whimsical and and fun. And the puzzles were just really, really well good. And
0: the, the tech was really good too. Yeah. It was, it was sort of the most kind of automated of their uh, of their rooms. Yeah. But we ended up doing one that was kind of.
3: Did you fill out a Scantron the, test? Did they have like a Scantron reader?
0: they didn't uh it 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 there were some layers of abstraction there that made it still like an okay yeah um
1: there was some there was some homework though
0: all right that's yeah that's that's true they did send us home with some mimeographed sheets that we had to fill out no one knows what a mimeograph is anymore just us we did one uh that that was uh you had to escape from a meth lab that you've been trapped in. It's sort of Breaking Bad themed. You had to mix a bunch of chemicals together. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that
1: was actually really cool. We can't really talk about it, but we definitely did some things with some beakers.
0: What about video games? Have you guys been playing any video games?
2: Mm, Nothing new. Pokemon Crystal and Hollow Knight. Riff, stop playing
0: Pokemon.
2: Sorry. Not not gonna... (laughs) You're sorry,
0: gonna, sorry, not sorry. But you're gonna run into these situations where you have to kill a whooper.
2: Oh, no, no. It's, Do you
1: not have to ever have to kill a whooper? Uh,
2: yeah, it's sad. It's sad when it happens. Hey, you just had. To, I just assume it's it's an evil whooper. You just had to make the whooper faint, whatever. Oh, that's true. I suppose that's technically true. You're not killing them. You're just knocking them unconscious, and then
3: you're killing the owner.
2: <laughs> well i mean, getting them alive pokemon's gotta eat right
0: <laughs> uh, what about you
3: jim have you played any video games <laughs> uh i've been so i i found a version of the battleship solitaire thing called it's by i, I think it's by a company called conceptus because it's called conceptus oh, battleships yeah.
2: I have a few of their
3: other apps. Okay, yeah. And um, you know how I talked about how, like, I wasn't sure this game could get hard? This version is really incredibly hard. Like, the ones... There are three difficulty levels. The ones that are labeled easy are as hard as the hardest ones of the ones that... That random generator that... uh, That... uh, That, Andy Bio links to.
1: Yeah, that we linked in the show notes or whatever.
3: Right. And the ones that are uh, labeled medium are incredibly hard nearly impossible for me and the ones that are labeled okay. hard i haven't solved any of them so apparently yeah. it's possible for these puzzles to get hard and i will say that i don't think they're very fun when they're hard i think they're a lot more fun when you're just kind of like zoning
0: out
2: mm, that's that's a fair <sighs> point
0: i wish you i knew how that web one was pitched that we talked about last week it was like here's a thing for you to do while you're listening to podcasts right yeah right
1: what, uh, what would you say makes it hard? Like you fill in a couple of pieces of information and then you're like, uh, I don't know what else to yeah, do here. It, it, Is that at that
3: point, like, so there are probably, you know how, like in Sudoku, there are, um, techniques that people invented for like, here's how you,
2: yeah like the, like the, the, the X wing or whatever it's this called. pattern, then yeah.
3: Yeah. Um there are probably things like that for this but I don't know any of them and I don't know where to find them so Mm -hmm. I've just been having to like think ahead multiple steps like if this were true then this would have to be true then this would have to be true etc etc and that's really it feels like brute forcing it rather than solving it in a fun way
1: okay
0: is there I mean that's kind of where I run out of patience with a Pick cross too is when you have to start just like try a thing and see what yeah see what that implies and do it like I just don't enjoy that at all and I feel like a well designed one of those means you never have to do that like it feels like a logic puzzle should always have a logical way to proceed and not require trial and error
2: yeah I mean it's basically what there's sort of levels of that because like like yeah, that's that's true that you should never have to guess and see what the results are. But in some cases, like Jim says, uh, being feeling like you're you're guessing and trying the things out is because you're not familiar with the trick that would make that not necessary. Gotcha. So. So like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, I, I probably. Your your skill level is also, is also included in whether or not that becomes a thing.
3: Right. Uh, what unlocked Alcazar for me, for example, was reading that blog post that somebody wrote about checkerboard parody and about how, um, Mm. any, uh, any given even sized number of checker, checkerboard squares, um, have to have an entrance and an exit with opposite colors. Um, and that was enough for me to get through as difficult of Alcazar as I've seen, and it it always felt like I was actually making interesting deductions. So it may be that I just need to find somebody's blog post to enjoy this game. Just
2: learn the tricks, yeah.
1: Right. You've never found out about Battleship parody? Nope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how I always feel when I, like, Go back to doing, uh, Nurikabe puzzles after months or a year of, of not doing any for a while as you kind of have to relearn a bunch of the tricks.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I've been playing more, um, Witcher 3, which I don't know if I have much more to say about it. Um, it's still really enjoyable, or rather the, the writing in the world building is still really enjoyable and the gameplay itself is kind of middling and I could, do without it, but you have to do it to play to see the writing and the world building. Um, I will say that, like, I last week I was talking about this game uh, in a, in terms of it being like ugly swampland and and forests, and I kind of realized in the week since that. The reason I think that is that I had just been playing shadow of the Colossus where everything is stunningly beautiful. And
2: Uh
3: this is just like, this is just like what the world looks like. So.
0: Yeah. But what the world looks like is not pretty most of the time.
3: No, but like when I actually sat and like took in what I was looking at, it wasn't what I was thinking. it 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 wasn't what I was thinking about like, there are there is beauty to be found in you know the hillside even if it's not um a a beautifully composed hillside like in Shadow of the Colossus or New Zealand or New Zealand mm. even in even in Poland the, the hills are, can be beautiful.
0: I don't know. I never hear anybody extolling the virtues of the beauty of the hills of Poland. Well. You can ask Sos about it at this GDC. Yeah. Hey Sos, what are the hills like where you live?
1: Aren't uh Aren't there a bunch of video games basically set in Poland?
3: Like, yeah, the Witcher series.
1: Was oh, that is that theoretically just well, no,
3: it's it's set in a fictional place, but a lot of it is based on Poland, <laughs> <laughs>
1: on swampland, Poland. Right. Uh, what about the? Wasn't there like. Um... Ethan Carter, wasn't that made by Polish developers?
3: Oh, that's probably... I think it was um, that region of Europe, yeah. I don't know if it was Poland specifically.
0: But I think it was supposed to be set in the Pacific Northwest, wasn't it? That was Edith Finch. No, I'm thinking of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Are you?
1: Okay. I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be set in Europe for some reason. I don't know.
0: I, I have not played it, so... All of the characters are American. Well, in the American version. I, oh, okay. I, <laughs> well, for, I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, it was written by what tom bissell so there is only not the only natural beauty that occurs on earth is in switzerland and new zealand and uh, this wow. is all you're gonna con- i'm not you're not gonna convince me otherwise change my mind he said sitting at that <laughs> meme table <laughs> hey riff explain that meme to me
2: uh i'd rather not <laughs>
0: fine
2: i mean there's not really anything to it just imagine like a smug smirking asshole sitting at that table and the sign says something shitty about women change my mind Uh, well but what is what is the original that is that's what i just described as the original i forget what the original question exactly was but it was like feminism is stupid change my mind or something like that
3: (laughs) wow i yeah i've only seen variations on
0: it Male yeah, the, privilege the, is a myth. Change my mind. Okay. okay. Sure. Gotcha. All right. Well, I can see why you didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either.
1: What kind of games have you been playing, Zach?
0: I played a, uh, like, this kind of card game on iOS that I keep having to go back to the app store to figure out what the name of the game is when people ask me. Because it's
1: like uh, M- mungeons and Mragons? It just says M-M. <laughs>
0: uh, which I think stands for Moss Muskowski. Okay. Uh, it is Miracle Merchant. Okay. So he's a guy who makes potions, but neither of the M stands for potion, which is uh, confusing. Motion. Um, oh yeah, Motion Master. Mixture Ma- mixture ma- master <laughs> mixed potion max mix mixture uh so it is a you have a i believe a fixed deck of cards uh that are in four colors and a character uh, 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 there uh, are like four stacks of it. cards. A customer <laughs> will walk up. Yeah, you yeah, four, four <laughs> stacks of cards that are sorted by, that are divided into colors. colors. Uh, a customer will walk up and they will say, I want a potion that has a green card. Also, I really like red cards. And you will play four cards to make them the potion. And it has to have a green card in it or you lose the game. Uh, And then the cards have, like, point values on them and little indicators of how those point values will change depending on their adjacency to other colors when you play them. And then there are, like, bonuses for color pairs or color triplets or all of them being the same color. Um, And you're just playing through the deck once, trying to actually make sure that you complete the game uh, because it it gets easy to run yourself out of stuff that people are going to need in the late game. And just maximize score. It's like, it is it is just a straight up, like, play this. It's going to take about four minutes. Get the highest score that you can game. Um, some of
1: the colored cards are replaced with, like, cursed yeah, cards. Yeah,
0: each of the stacks contains three evil cards, which you don't know when they're going to come up. And you have to figure out a way to... Like, there are other there are other cards that sort of, like, mitigate the negative point values of the evil cards. But then there are some people who like evil cards, which means that those point values get doubled. So if they are negative, you end up... Like, I lost a lot of games not realizing that them liking evil cards means that they will make your potions shittier if you have evil cards in them. Oh! Because it, it is just a straight-up doubling of the score. So if you put a card in there that's worth negative two points, they make it negative four Oh. You also lose if you deliver a potion that the total score is zero. So it's kind of, it's it's got a little bit of pressure luck, a little bit of just like luck of the draw, uh, a little bit of some other idiom that has the word luck in it. Don't luck a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my. <laughs> got to enunciate that one carefully. Luck be a lady tonight. Uh but yeah. Other than that, I played a little bit of uh, the game that I think uh, Kevin wants to talk about.
1: Didn't you also play a new a new old game by Diego?
0: Catholic? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Michael Bro talking to Diego Cathlefod about a game that Diego made for the 2016 seven day roguelike, which is Michael referred to it as Swamp Druid and i couldn't find that so i asked them what the fuck they were talking about and he, and he linked me to it and uh, it is a game called marsh adventure
1: i thought it was marsh wizard which would have been pretty it, funny
0: it is a it is a roguelike on a 3x3 three three grid that is pretty good uh you are a druid and one of your moves is to transform into a beast which opens up a different set of skills and so you have a very limited amount of mana to cast spells as a druid and it's the space is really constrained like nothing is ever more than one space away from you um you get a little bit of that that Zugzwang that they love so much the not being forced to make a move and not wanting to because you're out of phase with an enemy on the grid mm-hmm. uh you have a limited amount of mana and pretty powerful spells as the wizard. The way that you recover mana is by transforming into the beast and using those skills to kill stuff with, and those just have a slightly different model for how they work. Uh, but it's pretty fun. Uh, it. I can't recommend... I can recommend playing it. I can't recommend running it on your computer because I had to install a Java SDK to do it, and I. it just... Felt like I was deliberately installing malware as I downloaded. <laughs> as I downloaded the Java SDK, I was like, "I don't think you're supposed to do this anymore."
3: <laughs> is, is nobody making like a competing Java runtime?
0: I don't know. Is anybody developing in Java anymore? I mean, I know it's the be-all end all of programming languages because you literally just write code once and then it runs everywhere.
3: Minecraft is still in Java, I think.
0: I think, though, that you don't have to install the SDK anymore since Microsoft got it, which I think is a good move yeah, on like, their part. That this is something that, like,
3: I remember when, when .NET started being a thing, the discourse was about why isn't, like, you can totally compile uh, C Sharp and Java to an executable, to native code, and they don't do
0: it because why? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can see why for a seven-day jam game, you wouldn't bother. Sure. Yeah. You know, but... Do they call them, like,
1: core languages? Code once, uh, run everywhere? Do they? I don't know. I'm just it's, asking. It's, I just made that I, just up. Made I think that up. it's right yeah.
3: once, run everywhere, war. That's terrible. I'm never changes. I'm sorry.
0: Um... Yeah, but yeah, Mar- Ad- Marsh Adventure, Marsh, Marsh Adventure? Adventure,
1: not Marsh Druid.
0: No, okay, not Marsh Davies. Okay, who used to be on the Crate and Crowbar podcast?
1: Uh, I played a game v- super briefly because it just came out like a couple hours ago. Uh, it's called a War Games or hashtag War Games.
0: Seriously, it has had the hashtag. I think the
1: hash is part of the name of it. Geez. It's uh, it's the new it's the new game by Sam Barlow, the guy that made. Uh, her story. And so it is interesting because it's got a lot of characters doing sort of hacking things. You are, the choices that you are making is like deciding which video feed of between two and six that are available to look at in any given time is centered. And when you make that choice, that gives primacy to that character or that thing um, which changes like the information that is presented to you and changes some of the like facts of the occurrence um, I know this because I played for about half an hour and then the the game reset because I were on really terrible Wi-Fi here and so I had to go back about 10 15 minutes and play through uh, a big chunk of it again and I just made a bunch of different choices and then just saw totally different stuff
0: it's hmm. weird because you wouldn't it the game doesn't it keeps telling you the game is watching you yeah the things that you choose to pay attention to will shape katie's character or whatever her name is kelly's yeah, kelly's character and it doesn't like there's no you don't know how it's no indication so. yeah that yep. anything is happening and it's pretty if if it's playing different video clips it's pretty seamless. It is like it's seamless. Not,
1: it's just it's just totally different stuff, though. It's it's kind of interesting. Uh, but there, there are is, not
0: cuts. There are not like noticeable, there are cuts that you can like, notice, but, but there are not very there are not super obvious. Cuts, oh no, not least. not particularly. It, no. I guess if you're looking for it, I mean, there seem to be on the, there's like a little timeline with a yeah. with a kind of a graph that moves along that that that's just this is the window that you had clicked on most recently to to watch. You're kind of eavesdropping on video conferences. Yeah, is how it justifies what you're seeing. It's like you're a hacker that's, that's watching all of the stuff that these other hackers are watching.
1: Yeah. It's not clear who you are as the player. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that's actually probably going to be important later on. Are you playing as Sam Barlow? I don't think so. <laughs> um, but it's, it seems cool. I've only, I've only played through the first two chapters, but it seems very much like a, a modern take on what a hacking story kind of like war games would be like. So I think it has some potential. I think um, I saw somebody talking online about it and they were concerned. I think it was Andy Bayo who was concerned with uh, the idea that it is not hardcore enough for most traditional gamers. It's not like enough of a movie for like film enthusiasts to be interested in it. It's not clear that the the choices you're making have a big impact. So like even the IF crowd might not be all that interested. So he's just worried that they won't have a real audience,
0: but who knows? We'll have to see my understanding of it is that Sam probably got his on the front end. uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, this was like a big budget. Thing because they, the, they this is like this the movie studio right are they this, right? relaunching War Games I believe there is a remake of War Games coming out. oh so this is okay. actually
3: related to the the movie
0: yeah it actually yeah it is it is a War Games reboot huh. is it I wonder it if might just a, be this but
1: I guess that's possible that this is what they were so
0: do you play this by doing?
1: going to a website there are a bunch of different ways you can, you can go to a website. And so your experience will be intercut with some ads. Um, and they're ads, which as far as I can tell, they are regular ads with like sort of a hacker music theme played over the top of them,
2: <laughs>
1: which honestly is kind of funny. And like the first couple that I saw were like, what is happening? Oh, okay. It's just a Walmart ad, but like with some glitchy artifacts and the music is a little more intense than it would be. Oh, that's really weird. Um, and then, uh, you can also watch... There's also like a free iOS version where you can get it on your phone or you can pay three bucks and watch it on Steam and I think that doesn't have any ads.
0: Uh, yeah, the Steam version certainly did not have any ads when I was yeah. playing it. Is that what you were doing? I was just playing it on the web. I oh. figured I'd just try try the web version. It's not much of a download. I think it, it is streaming all of the video and the quality. There was some indication that the quality was dependent on uh, internet connection quality, which is terrible to hear.
1: Yeah. The... I don't know if it's just because there's a ton of people in town for South by Southwest, but the the internet, the internet, the uh, the Wi-Fi connection's been terrible too. Cell data.
0: Cell data. Cell data is just like your phones just lose carrier connection for like a minute at a time. Yeah. Once every 6 or 7 minutes. It's ridiculous. It's been bad. Uh, I am interested enough in that I mean so it took like 20 minutes to play the first episode of second uh, minute second games. episode
1: is like 40 minutes
0: it, and it tells
1: you in advance how long the yeah. episodes are roughly it
0: told me 24 minutes for the second episode yeah, Maybe you're getting fucking 14 minutes of ads?
1: No, I think it's
2: maybe you made
0: 14 minutes choices. worth of different
2: choices yeah oh, Yeah wow. huh that, that always, would be surprising. I just always it?
0: clicked on the one that I thought was the most likely to have nudity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Smart <laughs> move. I suspect that I suspect that none of them are going to have nudity. There's uh, a there's a there's a scantily clad dude later on. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I did see that. He jumps okay. in a pool, and then there's some. Oh no, the different dude, beefy muscle man. There was
1: no point at which anybody like I never saw somebody jump in the pool. You didn't see somebody fall in a pool, right? So that's that's a the thing. But like the two different versions I saw had had him running away from the camera in two very different ways. Yeah. So, like, why is that a clip that's super different? Like, I don't know. that's cool. Um, the were yeah. you were you following the the, the drone? The, the, the drone itself, yeah. Was the kid was the the male kid driving it?
0: No, I think the Romanian woman
1: was driving it with with two of her with her yeah, two kids or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway,
0: so those are the kind of choices you make. Yeah. Is, is the drone driven by a white kid or a Romanian mother? Yeah. Um, or the because you can you can also have Kelly drive it. I see. So like, that's okay. So that's uh, th- like knowing that that's how that works makes me like this game a lot more. Yeah. And boy does the game not tell you. Yep. That that is what is happening. That's, yep. Huh. Um, It has a little bit of the like video game VO problem where everybody delivers their lines like they were written to be read instead of written to be spoken. And that was, I don't think that that's necessarily her story was not like that at all. I didn't like her story. The, the delivery was
2: seemed really natural. natural. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't know if that's just because, well, one person who's portraying one character can, you know, who's just good at it can be more natural than like the, the, there were probably 12 actors in the first episode of this. Yeah. It's totally plausible that eight or 10 that like casting
3: one really good actor is way easier than casting 12 good actors
0: well no sir yeah certainly I mean that seems almost axiomatic Yeah that's true <laughs> that, that that is true but I, and I don't I don't think that they're it doesn't strike me as being a thing where they're bad actors it strikes me as like kind of the George Lucas problem where the, they're, they're not like being delivering the lines well. delivering the lines as written is kind is of possible uh-oh. Like well, no.
1: Like with okay. George Lucas, he di- he specifically directed them to be. Got some technical wooden.
3: difficulties here. I can't hear Zach, and I heard Kevin for like a quarter of a second.
1: Yeah, same. Huh. Oh no, I don't know what's happening.
0: Uh, I can twist the wires. Can you? Well, nope. check the wire. Oh, nope, on there they are. Yeah, twisting some wires. Okay, guys, when in doubt, twist some fucking wires. <laughs> yeah. work this time but don't twist a gif torse in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we talk about the assignment dynamite Heady? Sure. sure. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I, I played about a half hour of dynamite Hedy and it is, it is weird.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There are things that I like about it, but it is, it is a strange concept.
2: Yeah. I, I found it like visually really difficult to look at. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, so,
3: the game starts with this really hectic forced scrolling sequence, f- yep. followed by a pretty tough boss fight, and that was the part I couldn't get past when I played it originally.
1: Uh, oh, okay, because the cat is, feels like he's just invulnerable. Right, right. Uh, if that's what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you destroy the robot early or earlier in the scene? Yeah,
0: I destroyed the robot.
1: Okay, I tried and couldn't. Is that how you get the secret for the prologue or whatever?
0: I don't know what that even means. <laughs> it's... Been... Okay. I got a lot of secret bonuses. It would pop up, and it would play a little flourish, and the guy would do a you'd, little dance. you put on a like, hat that made you look like you were the Statue of Liberty? No. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Hmm. Uh, this it's it's visually just a huge mess yeah and there is i mean like i on the best of days with the best visually directed games often can't tell foreground from background it is not my fault this time (laughs) right
2: yeah i was i was thinking specifically that when i was playing it it was like oh man i know what it's like to be zach now
0: Right, so, okay, right, so everyone should play Antichamber to know what it's like to be me trying to navigate three d spaces, <laughs> so like this game isn't any harder than any other game because of that to me, it's just
1: so when you played Antichamber, did it did it just feel like a normal video game yeah to pretty much, wow, <laughs> wow, that's incredible, yeah that's that's amazing
0: um, the so. This I understand why people like Dynamite Heady, because it, there's a lot going on, and it's pretty thoughtfully designed. Yeah, it's really uh, inventive. If you can get past the visual trash. Like it's there was a, there was a point where it's like, well, here's your head word or whatever the guy is that uh, brings you new heads, uh, and at a certain point, he gives you the choice between one head that's like spiky and then one head that shrinks your whole body. Uh, and then the next platforming segment has two paths through it one of which the spiky head lets you kind of wall jump and so you can either go up and around it with that head or you can shrink down to go through a smaller tunnel and it's like that that's like something that would be in a Mario game that's really neat
1: yep I I shrunk down and enjoyed it quite a bit because it was like a little maze I was too bad (laughs) at the
0: wall jumping to uh yeah
2: I, I, I got the spiky head initially but couldn't make the wall jump work so. Hmm.
0: Like I got far enough up to know that it was possible and that I was just failing at it. Ooh. The it it's such a weirdly it uh, it's just it's a mess in every way. <laughs> like it makes you appreciate even though I don't know it, Super Mario Brothers feels really elemental to me in a certain way in a way that like sonic does not yeah like you don't see something in super mario brothers and think huh i wonder what the fuck that is or like wh- <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It, and it somehow doesn't seem weird that oh the trees are just ovals or whatever is,
1: is the tree is that a tree or is that a cloud or is it the same thing just Bush colored? Cloud.
3: yeah yeah I think Super Mario Brothers, like, part of the reason for that, like, I, I, and for all I know, this would have happened anyway, and the, the and Miyamoto's just a genius designer. But, like, my my guess is that a lot of that came from the fact that they had, you know, 32K of program ROM to play with, and that's it. Um, and so they couldn't make anything too complicated.
0: I guess I'm thinking more of Super Mario World, which could have been a rainbow Yeah disaster yeah
3: but then super mario world was informed by three mario games on the nes but but yeah yeah, like i think the comparison to sonic which is much more visually busy and you can see like even even beyond just the busyness there's a lot of visual elements uh in dynamite either clearly inspired by sonic
0: the 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 fact that there are so many like like dudes moving around in the background layer that don't hurt you if you run into them, except sometimes when they're actually just enemies that are secretly in the foreground layer Right? is, I mean, I think that's just objectively bad, right? Like there's not, there's no defending that choice, right? It's not like an interesting, fun uncertainty. It's, <laughs> I mean,
3: so there, there is a pleasure to be had in, in, um, le- learning the skill of distinguishing what's important from a from a noisy signal, like I feel like that's a lot of what uh, is is fun about um, shmups, for example. And, and like, I but it is it does mean like your first time through is going to be incredibly frustrating, like almost inherently.
1: I got I got pretty annoyed at the platforming section where the platform sort of rotated in 3d yeah that was I couldn't, I couldn't
0: i couldn't get past that, that. was like I, I got stuck fighting the boss or i don't even know if it was a boss <laughs> it was just
3: an enemy that kept respawning yeah yeah, yeah. what was
0: it did, did it ever yeah stop? You, you have to, I, I, I think you kill it three times and then you move on oh, I yeah i couldn't i killed it once and then it respawned, and I just became convinced that I was doing the wrong thing, and I also wasn't having fun. Right. So that was where I yeah that, that, that was also that where whole
3: I the, that everything. whole level with uh, the rotating floor is a classic example of like doing something that's really visually impressive for the time, but is terrible gameplay. Which me- means six months later, it's no longer visually impressive. It's just terrible gameplay.
0: I mean, contrast that with I like I felt I'm like okay, this is their moment where. You punch the thing and go around to the backside of the chain link fence in Super Mario World, right? Like, oh, crazy! This is different, right? But it works really well in Super Mario World, and it—I felt like I never really knew whether I was standing in a place that was safe to stand when the thing rotated back or not. Like, I—I I made it all the way to the end of that level, and then I was just like, well. I still don't really understand how this works and now I'm having to demonstrate some kind of mastery by fighting this thing on it and I, it's it just
3: mm. Yeah, yeah, having to keep track of where that thing was, not just like it, with the additional dimension basically by looking at the shadow is a big pain in the ass.
0: The first boss fight with the big dog was like the balloon animal dog. really hard. It, the what? <laughs> I
3: said the balloon animal dog.
0: I just
2: mean it's yeah. bulbous. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: I, that was I where I stopped. That was fucking weird, man.
0: So it's it was really hard until until you realize, oh, it's actually trivial because there's a thing that you can throw your head it's at that just freezes time, time for a really, really long time. Yeah, and so we... you just do that at a point where you can constantly... Whale on the it, tail. tail. Whale on the tail. I did think it was kind of funny that it was like, the title of this was something like fighting against a dog, and then... It go, you go into the stage and a big cat appears. I'm like, ah, okay. That's. Right. But then a much bigger dog appears. I'm like, okay, well, they, they, they clearly thought about this. Like, it wasn't, it, this game doesn't look like this because the people who made it were literally, like, in an asylum that they had been committed to <laughs> or, for being unable to make good decisions. Or everything's
3: a marionette. Uh, I really liked that there was a character whose job it was to point out weak points in enemies. Yeah, like just if you 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 want to add something to the HUD, well, you got to make that a character too. That's how this game works.
0: Um. Yep. And the the little mini game where he trains you uh, it certainly did say the word target a lot <laughs> thousands <laughs> of times <laughs> in a row. I, I
3: triggered that game a second time accidentally, and I just walked away for like two minutes. <laughs>
1: Well, because that that means that you didn't you didn't successfully uh, complete it the
3: first. I time. guess not. Yeah, and not the not the second time either.
1: Well, right, because you walked away for two minutes.
3: Right, uh, but like the music ducks when the guy says target. There's some like really thoughtful polish that went into this.
1: Um, and, but I feel like they just didn't have a good art direction sense like it was as if they had, they were told this system has this many colors available. You need to use them all. <laughs> yeah.
3: It, it, it's a huge visual mess. And, and like, a and the kid that, or the, whatever the, the cherub that says target points out the weak point on that big dog, but like only once at the very beginning of the fight, and so, like, the first time I fought it, I didn't notice him saying, target, once, uh, and... Because you're used to that, that happening a thousand times. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he ran out of the word. He, he used it all up in the in the tutorial, so he could only say it once per boss now.
0: The, the characters had kind of fun pun names, but I don't remember any of them.
1: Heads Up or something?
0: Dynamite Heady...
1: <laughs> Were they all head based?
0: Later on, there's a person named Bino who reminded me of our friend Bino. Okay, because they have the same name. Oh, that was why. <laughs> that was why the one reminded me of the other. I didn't get far enough to see Bino. I tried reading the one game fact about this game, but the like. Sassy tone of the teen game fact writer was so deeply off-putting oh, to man. me that I couldn't even skim the document. Oh, I eat that shit up! Like this, this, is... <laughs> Jim, this
1: is pun blind and and game fact hungry. <laughs> yeah, I I
3: I love when. When the uh, the abject suffering guys, when they're doing their, they they've run out of stuff oh, to say yeah, about the game, yeah. so they just read from game facts. That's my favorite yeah. part of those episodes. <laughs> I can
0: only I can only ever hear that stuff in Gary Butterfield's voice. And, uh, <laughs> we 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 had some strangers with us in the one of the room escapes that we did, and their names were. Cody and Cheyenne, yeah. which is pretty funny like, <laughs> we're, like, We got together because we're both named after towns in, in the mountains uh, But they're from DeKalb, Illinois, hometown of one Gary Gary Jefferson Butterfield No, yeah. Train Town uh, I'm assuming that uh, Gary's middle name is Jefferson after Boss Hogg from <laughs> the Dukes of Hazzard <laughs> right. that, that seems like a naming reference from around the time that he was born
1: Boss Jefferson Hogg?
0: No, it was Jefferson Hogg was Boss Hogg's name. His real name. His first name wasn't really Boss. Oh, okay. (laughs)
2: Jefferson Davis Hogg.
0: Oh, Jefferson Davis Hogg. Nice, yeah. Yep. That's why why my middle name is Roscoe P. Coltrane. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. You you have a lot of...
2: Yeah, a lot of names in there. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Takes a long time to sign the check.
0: The P stands for Phineas Q. Fuckwhistle. Ha (laughs) ha! (laughs) Um, I forgot what the Q stands for.
1: Does it just keep getting deeper into the alphabet? Hmm. It's a recursive acronym, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) We didn't decide what our next assignment was, did we? Or did we? We did not.
2: We didn't. I threw up some suggestions on the thing, but...
0: Uh Jim, you pitched Mew cartographer. Is that a thing that we'll get fed up with fast and yes. uh be able to just deal with GDC? Yes. All right, let's do Mew cartographer. Okay. Okay. Anybody have any final thoughts about uh about Dynamite Heady? I'm really I'm really glad that I know what this is now. I agreed. Um thank you to the to the Patreon backer whose name I don't have in front of me who suggested this. Um because like I don't understand why Sonic is popular and this game wasn't. And that's interesting. <laughs>
3: yeah. You go, yeah. You go fast in both of them.
0: Yeah, I mean there's not like we could we could all be making jokes about like weird dynamite heady deviant art porn. Oh man. God. I- My fursona is dynamite heady with the the head that's got dicks coming out of it in every direction.
2: <laughs> oh no. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know Sorry, what I'm I was to of, tonight. i was trying to think of some sort of yeah, porn, some some sort of dynamite heady porn, but couldn't think of any.
0: All right, well, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go get some dinner with friend of the show Frank Lance and, at 3 uh, p.m. Yeah, well, it's it's all, later here. Oh but, yeah, right, because yeah. Of daylights, because of daylight saving. <laughs> right. Yes. Also, we have m- movies to watch. all uh, night. All yeah. right. Uh, so yeah, sorry listeners for the, uh, for the, uh, brevity of this show Any and the it'll probably it? be late uh, yeah. because I don't know that I'm going to be able to edit it while I'm here. And, uh, we're not gonna, we're not going to charge uh, the Patreon backers for this. This is a, just, just have this one on us. Uh-huh. Just, uh, just, just have a little, <laughs> it's so, a little so nice uh, of a, us, a moose boost recording a podcast for free. <laughs> I know who does that.
1: It's really, it's literally not an moose boost. It's, it's like an moose ears. <laughs> What is it? What, is, what would be the a You could oof, you could put yeah.
3: any body part on the speaker, and it would get vibrated, like That's that true. scene
0: in Private Parts, <laughs> right? Um, all right. Uh, gentlemen I've had a fantastic time am recording episode number of the video games hot dog with you and I hope we, listeners I hope you'll join us and uh, if you're uh, at South by Southwest last week I hope you came by and said <laughs> hi to me and Kevin starting tomorrow which is probably four days ago for you when we showed West of Loathing at the South by Southwest games part Fifth,
1: booth 1522 I think
0: is where you saw us. Probably. If you saw us. Which you probably didn't. We'll tweet this also. Th- thanks for <laughs> voting
1: for us. Which you probably didn't. Because you're probably not the South by Southwest.
0: Thanks for accommodating the weird schedule, Riff and Jim. Oh yeah. Sure. Thanks for accommodating the weird schedule, listeners. But most also, of all, cockaboo Jim. Time for emails. Good night, everybody.
1: Have a great week, everyone.
0: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Boop, boop. Maybe we should do shows that short all the time. That is great. <laughs> <you think? laughs> all we need is for Rift to never play a video game again. That's right. We're fine. We we really do need to hit the road. Alright, later.